Hello and welcome to Retro Wars, where each week me and a friend talk about the games we used to play back when we were kids. And this is episode 19 and we are talking Lilac Wars or Star Fox 64 for the N64. Hi, my name is Daniel Carroll and this week we are joined by the presenter of the Retro Wars Hangover. Retro Wars Hangover? Yeah, that's the one. Chris Coplin. Now, Chris wanted, well, these are one of the titles he wants to come with me at, and I was very happy to do so. I absolutely love this game. I really love it. It was for Lilac Wars for me. That's what we called it in, in Europe. Absolutely loved it. Absolutely was enthralled by it. Played it to death. Had periods where I used to come back and give it a go. And it wasn't until like the third, fourth go that I actually got really, really good and wanted to start doing the challenges. Because if you want to get really good at this game and get the most of it, it's it's hard. Like You can actually finish it in like half an hour or something relatively easily you know, if you do the easy route. But this is a game where you have to kind of come back and do more and more and more to get better and get more secrets out of it. Now, I'm going to say this right from the off. I am probably not sounding my best. I'm not being well at all. Myself, the Queen and Hiccups have all been really ill. We've all had the flu and it has absolutely whacked us so much. At one point, we actually had to take Hiccups to hospital. She's okay. Uh, she's very unresponsive. And But luckily, as soon as they gave her a bit of medication, she was fine. But we're all kind of getting through it now. It's just that lingering cough and weakness you kind of had from the flu. So if I don't sound 100%, that's that's why, to be honest. It's been a bit of a mess. But I am getting through it slowly and surely. So before we go any forward, yes, we will be talking about Lilac Wars. But we're going to be doing our little intro bit. Now, if you don't know the intro bit, this is about half of the show. We'll be dicking around, talking about what's been going on in the news. Bit of gaming, bit of letter time stuff. And then we will go into Lilac Wars. So stick with it. I'm sure you can have a bit of fun. Now, I just need to get the plug out the way. That's probably the best thing to do because I have to do this every week. I do apologize, but it's one of those things that needs to go out so if you want to support the show you can do so in numerous ways you can go to youtube and go to the honest pokemon trainer just give it a like and a subscribe i'm nearly on the way to six thousand subscribers which is mental and then i do pokemon challenges every three to four weeks the best way you can support this show though is if you go to wherever you're watching this whether it's on apple whether it's on spotify give it a like give it a review give it a five star review because that helps it get pushed up and other people can actually see this isn't such a shit show it's actually pretty decent well it might be depends what people think of it but the best way you can really help support this show is through patreon so that's patreon.com forward slash retro wars where for about one dollar fifty australian 70p uk and about one dollar get you a ton well a ton it's quite a decent amount of junk for, for basically the lowest tier i could do but one of the main things that you'll get access to is your own show this is called dlc which i do every two weeks and the next one is due out this friday where i think i'm going to probably be covering what's happened in sony's recent state of play because i'm going to go through that the whole thing my thoughts what i really think of it but I want to give you a bit of a sneak peek of what you get yourself into. And I'm going to give you a bit of a sneak peek of last week's episode, which is DLC episode 3, where I was talking about Pokemania with R9 Beats. Yeah, I remember, like... I remember it being so popular, like at the time, like this, everyone on like the schoolyard or anything like that. Well, not the schoolyard, but like after school when you're at home playing with all your friends and everything. When Pokemon came on TV, like because it was only for like a 30 minute time period every day or whatever it was, a everyone went inside and no one was out playing. Like it was that big. And I just remember like if it was a repeat, because I don't know, maybe I was just like ahead of my time, I would... Uh, Remember, I used to have to like burn them to VHSs. Yes, this is very old for the people who are younger watching this. And uh, if it was a repeat, like I already had the episode saved. So I would go back outside to play and there's no kids <laughs> outside. Literally no one, because that's how big Pokemon was. Like everyone was consuming it as, as much as possible, as fast as possible. And that was DLC Episode 3 with Pokemania with Mr. Goodold R9 Beats. 
Now also, if you join on Patreon, you get access to polls, which we'll be doing for our all new games. You get access to joining letters, and you can basically communicate with me one-on-one. You get the ability to join our Discord, where it's starting to grow. We're starting to get a little Discord, which is absolutely fantastic. But you can also play um, the games we play, which is Revive or Die, and you can give your thoughts in for each and every game that we cover. And I get a shout-out, and I get to probably botch some people's names. So this week, we've got two new members of the Patreon. One's Chris Coplin. Yep, he got involved. Prick. No, he's good like Chris, but he's going to be getting slagged off later on. He will be. And Captain N. So thank you very much to our new Patreons. We're growing. We've got four now. We are growing slowly but surely. So if you want to get involved, that's patreon.com forward slash retro wars. Right. Okay. Let's just get in with this. First of all, we're going to do our letter segment. We finally have a name for this. I put this out on my YouTube channel and asked if what people thought and if they wanted to go with it. And I've decided to go with 16-bit nonsense. And our first and only letter this week comes from Captain N, our new Patreon. And he says, Hi, Honest Pokemon Trainer. You can probably just call me Danny. That'll be fine. So, hi, Honest Pokemon Trainer from Canada. I signed up to your Patreon because you do something that has been annoying me since I started listening. You put yourself down every episode. Stop. Big letters. Stop, please. You're pumping out a good product and it's only getting better. Be positive, man. I look forward to future episodes. Nice get pull getting keeks. He's one of Canada's resident RPG experts. Finally, as we always say here in the Great White North, sorry. I always thought you said a boot. <laughs> oh, God. This is the flu. Oh, God. Oh, I'm dying. <coughs> oh, God. Every time I laugh, it makes me laugh. want to just cough and die and blood of shite. Well, thank you, Captain N. Do you know what, though? I, re- I got that message, and he sent that straight away, and it really cheered me up, that, because it's nice to get a bit of positive feedback, because I do sometimes think that this show is a pile of shit, and it's just me prattling around being a knobhead. But the fact you get some nice comments, it's really good to hear. So thank you very much, Captain N. I really do appreciate that. So that's it. So if you want to join in, if you're in the Patreon, you can... F- Every week we're going to have letters. Feel free. And that's a nice letter. And, I, you know, I, you can send, ask me anything you want. It can be gaming. It can be sporting. It can be about the turtles, Pokemon, whatever you want to be. Send it my way. So let us get into the news. There's been a little bit of news this week. We call our news segment Patch 19.0. Now, unfortunately, because I've been so ill, I haven't really had my finger on the trigger trying to find out what's been going on. Because to be honest, looking at my phone has made me really sick. So it's kind of just been like, what's been going on? That's It's not been that good. And to be honest, at first, I was like, oh, there's not really been a lot going on. However, however, things did change when the Sega have announced they're making a Mega Drive Mini 2. Because, of course, we need another mini console out there. Now, this has only been announced for Japan so far, but I can honestly see it's going to make its way over here. They've said there's going to be 50 games on it, but the main thing, which is the pull here, is that there are going to be games from the Mega CD that were previously not there in, this, in, the, in the Genesis collection or Mega Drive collection, wherever you're from. But those games that are going to be here, Shining Force CD and Sonic CD. Now, Sonic CD is one that's usually quite hard to get hold, well, hold, to get hold of, quite hard to get hold of. So I'm really looking forward to actually giving that a go. The only thing, I think it's great to see that we're getting these out, you know, and, you know, the Sega Genesis Classic was really well received. It's actually one of the better um, consoles, along with the PlayStation 1, which is fucking shit. But the thing for me is that I wanted, when I started doing this um, podcast, I was looking for ways to play some of these retro games. Because I didn't just want to go down the download the ROMs and do it that way. But I went and got the Mega Drive collection from a PlayStation 4, and I find that does a much better job than if I was to play a Mega Genesis, the actual retro console. And I think actually you get more in the Mega Drive collection than you do for the retro console. And also you get the challenges and stuff like that. Maybe some people just want to have that Sega Mega Drive controller, which is fine. I'm happy with the PlayStation controller. It, it, the PS4 controller did the crack. Actually, no, I say it was the PS4. I was playing on the PS5. I had the PS4 version. But I was like, I didn't realise my PS5 could play. I was like, oh, tits. So I was playing it. That's how I played Streets of Rage um, 1. For, for the last time I was with Chris, I was doing it that way. So I was like, great, I'll do this all day long. So do I want to see 
Sonic CD? Yeah, I want to play it. But am I going to probably see this come out on a game? Probably not. But it, it's all going to depend on how much it's going to cost. And is it going to be the same games we've just had previously? Like, some people want to get hold of it. If you've got the first one, do you want to get the second one? But then the same counter thing is, can you actually get hold of the first one anymore? It's like I was talking to a friend about getting the um, the Super Nintendo one. And there's no mini Super Nintendos anywhere. They're gone. Like, I, I managed to get hold of one. Uh, but I didn't realise how sparse they were actually going to be released. I don't know why Nintendo or Sega haven't just kept shelling these things out. Easy cash buyers. People want to buy them. People want to play retro games. It's a perfect way that they're going to be doing it, but we'll wait and see if this is even going to come into English shores. I think a lot of it is going to be see how it does in Japan. Maybe this is a Sega's way of getting back into the market. I'd love to see a new Sega um, console. don't think that's going to happen for a while, but we will wait and see. Talking about Sega, we got our first little look, and I've literally just looked at it now, at the new Sonic Frontiers game. I don't know what to feel about this, because I love Sonic, we all know this, and there will be another Sonic video coming up soon. I've been playing Sonic Advance uh, whilst I've been sick, and having an absolute ball, it's got helped me get through the flu, to be honest. I've been able to look at that, but not on my phone. Don't ask why, but for some reason, looking at that doesn't give me a headache. But looking at this, Sonic Frontiers is not the 2D game which many people might have thought, singing the success from Sonic Mania. No, it's an actual open world game, so it's basically like a Breath of the Wild. Because playing, seeing that, playing it, seeing that first little tech thing, it makes me feel like you are playing Breath of the Wild. And oh, I don't know how to feel. Like it's a big, huge open world. Sonic's jumping around. There are loads of things for him to interact with. But the problem is, is that I don't feel that sense of speed. And it's all playing where there's a lovely piano music and a bit of violin music behind in this open, empty world. The problem is, Sonic's about like he's on crack. Like, he's going a million miles an hour. And there's so much things going on. That's what makes Sonic great. It doesn't feel like that here. Honestly, watch the demo. Watch what they've shown so far. And then... Watch any Sonic game from back in the day, and you'll see what I mean. The whole thing about Sonic going so fast, it's just obliterates your brain. This doesn't feel like it. Like you look at even you look at the the Sonic Adventure Two, Sonic sorry Sonic Adventure yeah Sonic Adventure Two for the Dreamcast, and everyone's like, oh, game shit. But don't get me wrong, the first bit of that game, that Escape from the City, is one of the best songs you'll hear from a game. That Sonic. Well, and truly that, Sonic, this ain't. This is not what people want from a Sonic game, I can guarantee. If they if they rev it up, maybe. I don't want Sega to rush this. I want them to take their time over it. You know, we've, we've previously said a rush game is shit, and we don't want a cyberpunk situation. So take your time, Sega. Fans I've seen on the comments are already saying, just delay it, take your time. And Sega will, if they're getting that green light from people, they'll take it. Because look what happened with the film. They took the they took the time and they made an absolute banger. So just give it a little bit of time. Now, as I said earlier on, there was a state of play from Sony. Now, I will be covering this more when it comes to DLC Episode 4, which will be released on Friday. But for now, I will just say what I thought. So... There had been a leak of what was potentially going to be chatted about, and I think that that leak was pretty accurate. Straight off the bat, um, they came out with, I think it was Resident Evil 4, the remake for the PS5. You also saw Final Fantasy 16. You saw Streets of Street Fighter 3. Street Fighter 6, first bit of gameplay got shown, and it looks awesome. All those games look absolutely fantastic. I was so excited to see, especially those three, and the the one that was like Dead Space, I can't remember what it was like, what it was named, but I will remember this for DLC. So I will be talking really in depth about what I thought about that trip. That, that was about half, 40, 30 minutes. I thought it was a really good state of play. So I will go into that a bit more detail. And yeah, I was very excited. So you're not going to hear much negativity from me. The other thing that came out, which was big trailer reveal, the second launch trailer of the Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, yes, there's always going to be some Pokemon, got shown. And finally, they showed a few new Pokemon. They they showed a bit more of the world, and everyone looks a bit happy. Now, usually you get a professor, and you got a Professor Oak, you know, back in the day when I was a kid. This time you get Professor Sada, Sada, if you got Pokemon Scarlet, and, po- and Professor Toro, if you get P- Pokemon Violet. And what made me laugh about this was um, as soon as I saw them, they they've drawn them, and look, I'm not 
condoning this, but they look uncomfortably sexy. Okay? I am already thinking people are going to be on this. And I saw this comment, and it was on Facebook, and Professor Toro, the male, had been drawn up, and he's already been made into a gay icon. And I was laughing my head off so much, seeing, like, this buff professor, like, ripped muscles, and then someone just commented, the gays are quick at this. And then someone who must be gay went, damn right we are. And I was pissing myself. I was like, how good's this? And then there was this thing about R34. Now, I didn't know what R34 is. Don't go down that rabbit hole. (laughs) That's all I'll say. Don't go down the rabbit hole. Because, yeah, they're already starting. But the thing is, we saw, um, you saw that there's going to be four-player connectivity. Not sure how that's going to work. The world itself, we got to see a little bit of the grass world, ice world, the caving sort of stuff. But the Pokemon are going to be roaming like they did in Sword and Shield. It's not going to be like Pokemon Snap. I don't think we're ever going to get that game. Well, we might, but it's going to be a long time until we get a game like Pokemon Snap where we see the Pokemon do that. Because I think had we have a game like Pokemon Snap, I think the cartridge will blow up. I think it'll have the potential to do that. Or we won't get that many Pokemon inside it. So we don't know how the catching mechanics are going to be, whether it's going to be like Pokemon Legends Arceus or whether it's going to be the standard. I can see it's going to be the standard because this is meant to be a mainline game. And what else did we see in it? We saw the new box art. Legendaries, they look pretty cool. They they look, people are making comments that you could ride them. I think the one I'm getting in Pokemon Scarlet, looks like he's got a tire in the front of him. So you're going to be able to ride it, possibly. But it looked like a cool dragon. So I am looking forward to seeing what they look like. But the main thing I thought was quite cool, they were showing all these other new Pokemon. But one of them has stood out. And it's a pig called the Chonk. And the whole world, the Pokemon world, seems to have lost their shit over LeChonk. Um, it's just this normal pig. I can't see anything special about it, but other people have. But what I thought was quite funny was someone went to an AEW event. So that's an all-elite wrestling event. And they already had a sign of LeChonk. And it's like, holy shit, that didn't take long for a Pokemon to start being at the bloody wrestling. And someone's already made like a... Um, LeChonk is all elite. See, my throat's already going. This is how sick I've been. Um, so it was funny to see. I just thought this is great. Everyone's like, we've got to protect this pig. I actually messaged Wolfie Glig, uh, who is the one of the previous world champions of Pokemon. I don't know him personally, but I just messaged him to say, well, let's see how good you are, world number one. Let's see if you can get LeChonk to world number one. He probably will, the bastard, which will be just ridiculous if he could do so. But Scarlet, I'm getting Pokemon Scarlet. That's the one I want to get. Um... Laugh of Lechonk's not even in that game. The funny thing is, if you go to the Philippines, they have a, a, a pork dish called Lechon. So everyone's like, no, protect protect the pig from the Philippines. He's going to eat them. He's going to get them. Imagine a mass strike on going to the Philippines now to protect this pig. And that's about it for the news. As I said, unfortunately, I've just not been well enough to have been actually looking around what's going on. So let's get into our little game. So this is a Patreon-exclusive game, and it's called Revive or Die. Yes, each week I look at a video game franchise, character, game, mechanic, anything that hasn't been seen for a while. And I ask the question, should it be left to die or should it be revived? And the first one we've always been playing with with Navi until we got some players. And now we finally have some players. We've got some comments over the week. And if you join on Patreon, I will upload it on what it's going to be. And I want to hear your comments and thoughts below. So let's get into what some people are thinking. So remember, this is Navi. Remember, Navi from Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, this little thing. Oh, just, let's just see. Okay. Oko? Oko? No. Okay. Slow speed run says, now I have to be nice to him because he's my artist. Come on. This is a tough question. Canonically? Canically? Can, I can't even read. Navi is only in the Ocarina of Time and to a lesser extent Majora's Mask. I think it would be cool to see Navi referenced in future games, but she's had her time, just as the Link has from Ocarina of Time Majora's Mask did. I will accept her playing a major role in a Zelda game that has all the Links and fairies fighting together in a multi-immersive madness style, though. No, you ruined that. You were doing so well when you gave me an answer of, like, basically you're saying let her die, which is fine, keep her dead. But then you went, oh no, but if they do a multi-verse of madness, bring her back. No, bullshit! So, no... You can't, you, you can't give me both. 
You give me one answer. You don't come out with it. Because everyone could say multiverse of madness bullshit. No. Get fucked. You bastard. No. No. That's just, no. You give me one answer. Don't give me the multiverse bollocks. Captain N says, There is a reason Navi didn't become a staple Legend of Zelda games. Time to let her die in the annals of history. There we go. That was actually annals. I don't know if he said annals. I just thought it sounded better in annals. There we go. Good. Stow to the point. Let her die. Let her die and leave her. Whereas Chris Copland, my guest for this week, says, Revived. She's only trying to help. Chris, you did that on purpose. No. Fuck. Fuck you. <laughs> She's not. She, yes, she is trying to help. Look, Link, listen. But she doesn't give you any good advice. She gives you utter shits. When you ask a Navi what you to do next, she might just repeat the same sort of bollocks over, or it might just be like a freaking random vague point. Maybe just tell me what I need to do. You're a fairy. Go fly off and go find out what the answer is. Don't just go, hey, listen, and tell me utter shite. Because that's what you did. I couldn't even turn the bitch off. You had to keep going to her every few minutes. She had her own freaking button, for Christ's sake. I couldn't stand I was so happy when she ran away in Majora's Mask. If it was me, I wouldn't even go back. The game would have ended there and then. It would have been Majora's Mask. I'm sitting on my ass doing nothing because I fuck Navi. I don't care. She could piss off. So as you can tell, my answer from this is she should die. I'm not even, I'm not even looking at reviving this bitch. No chance. I'm not even hearing it. It's another die. That is the correct answer for those who said die. It's die. Leave her. There's a reason why I picked Navi first, because I don't like her. Okay? But if you want to play in next week's topic, whatever it may be, go on Patreon and we'll get it through there. Right, what's been happening with me? So as you know, I've been sick as a dog. Um, getting through it. My throats might get through this segment. We don't know. We'll see how it goes. Um, my football team won again. I wasn't playing yesterday. I was sat on the bench just sitting there with me coke. I'm just like, yay, go boys. But no, I just thought, look, I wanted to play. I was desperate to play, but you got to think of easy. you got to think long-term. I've got two games next week. Got to think long-term. And I've got work. I'm going back to work tomorrow. So you got to think of those things. But whilst I've been sick, I've been playing a bit of Sonic Advance. I've been playing Golden Sun. A Golden Sun. Christ, that is proven a slog at the moment. Woof. It's proven a slog. And I've had to do some reviews because we've got um, some other games coming up. We've got Attitude coming up for the WWF for the PlayStation 1. I think Dan Coles one is doing that one. And we've got some games coming up. We've got a double header this week coming up. So we've got, we've got plenty of titles to come. So I've been having to delve into some games to get a bit of backlog, to get a bit of history. And so I've got something for you guys. But that is then. This is going to be now. So now... Let's just get into this. So yes, we are talking about Lilith Wars. So for those who don't know, Lilith Wars is the remake of the Super Nintendo version. So if you didn't like the Super Nintendo version, this is like a very higher-end version. And I I wasn't a fan of the Super Nintendo version. There's a spoiler when we do that episode. But I really loved the N64 version. And it was the first one where you got the Rumble Pack. And the Rumble Pack was one of the main selling points. It came with the box. And it was why the box was so huge. Loved it. Thoroughly love this game. And my guest loves this game as well. Chris from the Retro Hango... Retro... Oh, I'll get this. The Retro Gaming Hangover. I'll get this. My Sorry, my brain is not working. It's just not. But make sure you have a listen to his podcast as well. It is a good laugh. Obviously, I'm better. No, I'm joking. He's, he's, he's been well established. And he's been really good, the fact he's been wanting to come onto this show. And he's going to be a consistent guest, which is great for me because he's such a truly library of knowledge and he's a good laugh to have on on and he's good fun to work with so i'm just going to play some music and when i come back me and chris are going to be talking about lilac wars or star fox 64 which came out for the nintendo 64 in europe on october the 4th 1997 fuck me i'm old Returning once again 
Returning once again after a successful attempt at doing Street Fighter, going, yeah, Queen. My my throat can't do it today. It's so sore. Yes. Is my, <laughs> is my friend Chris. How are you? I'm doing good, man. How are you doing today? Well, I've got a I've got a sore throat. I think I picked up something from the little one. I've just done an episode with the Almighty Keegs, and mm. I had football yesterday, so my throat is absolutely fucked. So really, podcasting at six in the morning shouldn't be my thing. Your accent's covering it up, though. I think you sound fantastic. At least because oh, no, I can't tell. I can't tell. It, it's going to get more gravelly and just. I suppose that is like in the north. The Liverpool accent just sounds like you're constantly gravelly eating shit. Yeah, but that makes it that makes it more attractive to the women here in the United States. They'll fucking love it, dude. They'll jump all over Mate. those nuts. Uh, <laughs> There's not doesn't work in this country. They think when it comes to Britain, it's like all Cockney and oh, the, the Queen's English. No, further from the fucking truth. Uh, they must get confused. I don't know. I can't tell the difference between you and Australian. To be to be completely honest, that makes me really. Terrible. No, not much. I mean, slight difference, but I can't tell too too much. I'll have to, I'll send you some videos afterwards after this is off, and by videos I mean with clothes on of two two <laughs> different accents, one very close to my city, and then a proper Australian. And you'll go, yeah, okay. There's a little bit of a difference. One sounds drunk, the other sounds on drugs. Yeah, well, but I mean that both. makes sense. It does, but you decided. I know when we said it's early for me because it's a stupid time difference. But hmm. you came to me and said, "I want to do this absolute banger," and I'm going to put this out there because I one day hope to be on his show. That Adam, Adam, remember the game. You're completely wrong about this. I'm going to literally, I, I will lift my finger, lift my hand, and call bullshit that this game we're about to discuss is fucking awesome. It's amazing. It's. It's fucking awesome. He shit all over it. Last shit all over you, sir. I will come and poo-poo on you. This game is loud it was for the N64. And both of us played this shit out of this. You actually had a run-through before we got here. Yeah, I, I made sure I went through this. Of course, I didn't play Lilat Wars. I played Star Fox 64, but it's the same fucking Oh, game. it's the same. Why did they do that? Because uh, we, had, we had Star Fox in the Super Nintendo version. But why did they, they change the names? Wasn't it Starwing for you all? Like because of there's some copyright shit. I don't know. Oh yeah, it was Starwing for us in the end on the in the SNES or the N S N E S how you guys say it. And <laughs> yeah, it was just why the fuck did you I have to I'm gonna have to Google this. I will Google it, I will do some research. I don't research most of the time. But yeah, we called it Lilat Wars, which makes sense because obviously it was in the Lilat system, so you can have that one. But I fucking love this game. It's so good. And I think Lilat Wars is a better name, too. Star Fox 64, everything was more, you know, the 64 at the end, everything just kind of made yeah, it so boring. Mario 64, Mario Kart 64. Yeah. So, okay, yeah, we get it. 64, we get that. Yeah, Lilat Wars. I wonder Wars how many bits better. there are. <laughs> 64. Fucking 64 bits. Hell. 64 bits. Oh, really? Didn't think that. Fucking. Imagine if the Mega Drive did that or the Genesis. 16 bit. 16 bit. Sonic 16. Like, oh, fuck off. Well, I mean, shit. NEC made the TurboGrafx-16, so there was that. Well, yeah, that, well, there was that. Hey, everyone, what, what, what should the PlayStation 5 be then when you're doing a new game for that? PlayStation, well, PlayStation like, 3,280 or something. I don't know. Every, for every game, Resident Evil 8, 3,262. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so you played this. Um, I played this as a kid growing up, so do you, you must have fond memories of this. Oh, absolutely, man. I know when this game came out, I made sure to get it almost immediately just because, well, I didn't get it. I asked my parents to get me it immediately, and somehow it worked. I don't know if I got it for a birthday present or a Christmas present or for mowing the lawn. I have no idea, but uh, I was I needed this game because it had the Rumble Pack, and the it, Rumble yeah, Pack the Rumble changed pack. everything. Yes. It did. It did. The Rumble Pack changed everything. Everything because for those who don't know, this came this game came in a fucking huge box because mm -hmm. it came with the rumble pack included. Yeah, and it, and it changed everything. Fuck, I'm yeah, sixty four. Before you knew it, PlayStation was coming out with the DualShock. I mean, the Saturn's already dead, so you didn't get shit from them. But correct, everyone was trying to make everything rumble, and it's not like the original Star Fox was bad either. So you had a follow up to what was already. A pretty good game, just mostly because it looks so graphically intensive. And this was the follow-up, and it was like, 
now it rumbles too and i can do all sorts of things with it on my body i mean i wasn't thinking that back then but i am now <laughs> Yeah, hit me, Andros. Hit me again. <laughs> Imagine that your parents walking. What are you doing? Oh, Andros, he's hitting me harder, harder, Andros. <laughs> How are you holding your controller with it behind your back? I, I don't know. Oh, I was having it in with the front. Oh shit. Uh, oh. I mean, the thing about the N sixty four controller is, no matter where you put it, you have that versatility. So. Well, that's true, yeah. You could probably play an N64 with one of the things stuck up your ass, and you'd still be probably okay. Oh, absolutely. Because they didn't know how it was meant to be held. It's like, do we have the joy- joystick in one ass whilst using our penis to use the thing? It'd probably work. I don't know. How? No one gave us a good guide for this. It'll fucking work. <laughs> so no, you gotta, it has, like, three positions, so you, you don't know how, exactly. Like, two are for your hand, and maybe one's for your bum, and you just gotta yep. figure it out. The Karma Sutra of controllers. You don't know how positions, but you can do multiple positions. Uh, there so we go. There's, did, there's an image, kids. You, there, put it, put that firmly in your headspace. And uh, <laughs> so, how about you? Did you get this game when it, when it came out? You said really young, so I'm assuming you did. Yeah, I I didn't get it day one. I had to wait till friends had it and I can borrow it, and then eventually I did get my own copy. A game. I think I just bought the Rumble Pack secondhand because I was in that sort of thing. But yeah, well, as soon as I got ever got hold of this, this was a, you know, play until mummy said go to bed. Until mama said Splinter said go to bed, I was literally nonstop playing this. And it wasn't until much later that I realized, shit, if you want to get, you know, you want to get the most in this game, you've got to get good. You really do. Mm. I mean, fortunately, it's... I don't think... Go ahead, sorry. I was going to say, it's a hard game if you want to get good. Yeah, I when I played it today, I had more difficulty with it than I remember having. Of course, you know, when when you're a kid, you have all the time in the world to play these things. And mm-hmm. I mean, I still was able to make my way through it barely. I, I beat the final boss, with no lives left. But I I kept getting frustrated. It's like, how is this game so difficult? What am I forgetting to do? What am I not doing right? But yeah, did, I mean, did it's, you do a barrel not roll? Not not as often as I should have. No. Uh, but that's an OP, that's an OP move, man. That is seriously an barrel OP roll. move if you know how to do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, literally. So, if you don't know what a barrel roll is, do a barrel roll! You, you do don't a barrel know. roll. Like, do a barrel roll. It's like literally the ultimate defensive move. Blocks everything. Fucking awesome. Everything. Oh. Unless you crash into shit, which I'm very good at. Oh, yeah, you can crash into shit, definitely. And then the rumble pack will let you know you've crashed into shit. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. We, yeah. It's so good. Oh, the Rumble Pack. Oh, the reason... I think Nintendo had a game-changer with that thing. But it was fucking huge as well. This big dock-off thing. The weight of the controller doubled. Like, Jesus. You know what happened here? But this... Yeah. I think for me, like I, I played the fuck out of this. And yeah, for those who don't know, it's a remake of the original Star Fox, Star Wing, whatever you want to call it. And they really fleshed it out a lot more because it was just, I think I think the original was just a prototype to see how far they could go with the console. And here, they've literally made this whole universe here. And there's only, like, there's not many levels, there's only 15, but there's so much replayability. Like, do you know you obviously had your recent playthrough. How long did it take you to get through? Well, because I kept dying at the last level, I would say about an hour and a half, two hours. But if I was, you know, actually good... And could play it, you know, without dying. It would probably be less than an hour, around an hour. That's it. Yes, that's it. And then you can simply go back again and try again. So, did you do the hidden boss? Well, not the hidden. The like the real boss. Yeah, I did the true route. I didn't even know I was doing the true route. I just ended there's, up there. yeah. And yeah. that thing is that there's a true route. There are so many different routes because you can play the first level, and that can go off in different directions. And then you can go. Uh, on a higher path like the more difficult path or the easy path but then you can keep spawning and go different ways so you, how you play the game is completely up to you but all routes end up to venom yeah and i don't remember what it was like to to beat the game if you went through the lower routes just because i haven't done it in so long but yeah this time i taking the more difficult route yeah it was definitely worth it because having that little bit of challenge is is always welcome I, I don't want just an easy cakewalk ride for, for my time. I, I definitely want to be stressed out a little bit. Yeah, that's that's the best things with gaming. You say you want to have that little bit of, you know, okay, okay, I can feel a little bit uncomfortable. I've actually got to, you know, 
challenge. I've got to pay attention. And I've got to work out what I've got to do. And I think this game did it. I think it was brilliant. So you had... It was essentially... A, it's a railgun shooter. You're on yeah. basically... For, for 90... I'd say about 90% of the time. And everything is automatically coming at you. Your enemies are always predetermined. So you can figure out where every shot is going to go, where every enemy is going to come from. But then they have ones where level parts, so sometimes part of a level, or levels entirely, which are 360 degree. So it's like literally you've got free reign and like a bubble. You're in a dome and you can just go nuts. Mm-hmm. And those take a lot of practice to get used to, too. I initially hated those fucking levels. The ones that are in the arena, so to speak, or the dome, as you put it. Because yeah. tracking some of these enemies, they can move fast, and you have to like really lean and know how to maneuver your... What is it? Is it R-Wing? I think it's R-Wing. R-Wing. Yeah, the yeah. R-Wing. So you got to know yeah, you, how to maneuver you this thing. Yeah. Oh, you, if you don't, you you're going to get do. destroyed. I think it, it, it's fun the first time you do it is like basically as a scene from Independence Day, which was incredible. And basically this absolutely shit ton of like ships everywhere like the n64 must been pushing the limit because the amount of shit going on there's like two different war enemies fighting and there's not like two of them there's like freaking 50 odd and you're like fucking hell and you just basically have to join in and just go crazy that was good fun to do and but later on when you have to actually do proper dog fights that's when it gets is said yeah you've got to figure out how to use this shit or you're in trouble yeah, I agree, man. Like uh, those those arena fights that you have, where you have a lot of enemy fighters coming at you. First of all, yeah, that's really impressive. I I didn't really think about what's happening to the N sixty four underneath the hood in terms of what's being pushed and how many things are on that screen and how what's that tracking. That's impressive. But those dog fights, man. The reason I fucking hate them is just because your partners are one hundred percent incredibly <laughs> worthless, and you're always bailing those assholes out. Yeah, you are. And that's the thing. And you have to, especially. But sometimes in those dogfights, they're the best thing because. So there's like a rival team, and one of them, Wolf, um, he is always go after you. But then, and then everyone's got their own person they go after. But say if like Slippy the Toad is being fucked over. You've got a good shot then to go get go get his. You can get a good fair, clean whack on his opponents and loses damage because he's not even bothered about you. And that was the only good thing about it. No, I I would even disagree. I would say there's no good things about it, really. I mean, <laughs> other than it was fun. But, uh, like, you go and try to save this motherfucker, and Wolf is just crawling up your ass. And yeah. he is just, he is relentless sometimes. So you do your little maneuver, you go over to help your partner, and immediately Falco's like, well, why don't you help me? And then Peppy's like, well, you need to help me. And during all this, Wolf is just doing the same maneuvers you are. He's, like, spinning around, coming back at you. This is yeah. more at the, like, the, the Venom level, like the very the last second one. fight, the second time you fight them, yeah. Yeah, they, they will mess you up. And it's yeah. it's more irritating. It gets to the point where I'm almost like, hey, Slippy, you can just fucking die, dude. Because I just <laughs> killed the guy chasing Peppy, and you're not helping Peppy out, and Peppy's not helping you out. So yeah. I like they they don't do anything to help each other out. It's just all you, and it's very frustrating because there are times yeah. in this game where your partners do do things. Yeah, it'd be quite nice if they helped each other out. That's what a team does. Why do I have to be the one who saves the mouse? No, it's just they're on they're on board. It's a tour for them. They get to it's a space tour, and there's just like we're your friends. Come along for the ride. Yeah, friends like memories. We're gonna have nice times together. And the thing is, yeah, if you played the original on the Super Nintendo, you can remember the sound effects are yeah. that was their noises. But now they actually have voice acting, which I did like the voice acting. But then eventually, once you've heard it so many times, especially if you're on like sixteenth playthrough, like oh fucking right, okay, can we turn this shit off now? Yeah, I I almost prefer the the muffled voices. Um, I don't know if I, I won't say I do. I won't say I do. I said I almost do just for nostalgia purposes. That's it. But, um, yeah, uh, I, I don't like what they say. They're very annoying because it does, it does get very repetitive. Like, oh, apart from uh, do a barrel roll. Yeah. Oh, I got just, I just got saved by Fox. I guess I should be thankful. You know what, Falco? Next time I'll let you die. Yes. Yeah. That's fine. Fuck off, Falco. I, I don't I've, care. I basically carried you so much that you got into Smash Brothers. So shut up. 
And how does he get the girl, dude? Like that cat character? How does he get oh, that? What the hell? Cats. Yeah. Cat character called cats. Cat. Very imaginative and original. I Man, they must have spent all night thinking that one up. It's like the parents go, what are we going to call our kid? Well, it's a cat. Well, yeah, we're cats. Oh, fuck it. Just leave it. It'll work. Yeah. No one will notice. And then you got Bill. Bill! <laughs> oh, God. That's I didn't thing... run into Bill this playthrough. That's the thing with this, with, with this story. So the, yeah. the, the story's very, very limited, basically. Andros, a big monkey, has been banished, sent to Venom. He comes after you. Um, you go fight as a newly acquired, newly made team made up of the son of James McLeod, Fox McLeod. And, mm-hmm. But you meet these characters like Bill and Cat, and they're like, wow, we have a backstory. We're not going to tell you it. We're going to tell you fuck all. Yeah, it's like Falco's like, oh, I, re- I remember you. Where have you been? I've missed you. I've loved you so much, which is funny because, you know, a, a cat would probably eat a bird. Eat the, maybe they do. Maybe that's their thing. Kinky. It might. Yeah. You know, I'm not I'm not one to judge where she's putting yeah. her mouth. So, I mean, <laughs> but it doesn't really I'd, I'd like some a little bit more exposition. This I, I don't like it when games try to hide things behind uh, lore that you need to look up because I, I, I don't even think this is in the manual about cat and bill. Yep. I'm not going to say it's not because I don't have a manual, but it's like, how am I supposed to know who these characters are, or why should yeah, I? Yeah, they just appear. Yeah, like it, it'd be nice if we could find, like maybe in you know in future games you find out a little bit more, but it's never really happened, and it's like, oh, okay, we're we're not going to explore that. But they they the whole thing with like Cloud is that you know his dad was taken and then killed by Andros, but then Peppy was from the original team, so he's like his best mate. He's like, oh, your father would be so proud. Fuck off. Yeah. I've just done all your work, you bastard. Yeah, shut up, you old man. I don't care. Do you know, um, do you ever play F-Zero-X? I do. It's, it's been a really random, long time since I played it, though. Random, I know it's a random segue, but I'll explain. So I don't know if you realize, one of the characters in F-Zero-X is called James McLeod and looks yes. like James McLeod. I was like, that is a good touch. I like little hidden gems like that, little Easter eggs, and uh, I'm all about it. Those things are so cool. I'm glad that you noticed. So if you don't know, play play it. It's not he's not he's a human, but it looks like James McLeod, basically with the skin. I was like, that well well done, well done. I don't know if you noticed about the one thing about their character designs. This is the main four, and I didn't realize for years that they had metal legs. Yeah, it's really dark too. The reason they're supposed to have metal legs. Yeah, they they cut them all off. Cut them off yeah. because it's to do with the G-Force. Yep. And the blood rushing to your head. I was like, wow, that, that's dark as fuck. Like, I don't, I would, if the Navy asked me tomorrow to cut off my legs so I could be a better warfighter, I'd probably tell them no. Uh, well, it depends what they gave me, right? Because those, those might be some badass bionic legs. Yeah, exactly. I was, I was going to be my counter argument. If they're badass, not like Lieutenant Dang legs, but if they gave you, know. you like, full working can rip someone's head off with a kick i might say yeah to that yeah if it made me faster and and taller and stronger and and skinnier yeah i'm all for it dude well (laughs) skinny well they seem to work for cloud and for falco in smash brothers they definitely do yeah and slippy and peppy aren't in there so maybe they shouldn't have gotten those peppy's a rabbit (sighs) i wouldn't want i wouldn't want metal regs legs as a rabbit (laughs) like what kind kind of of fuck over job is that same as a frog Frames of Frog, yeah. I'll be watching Peter Rabbit now because that's what the little one watches all the time. And the yeah. hiccups, I'll be watching it going, right, so if we kill, take Peter Rabbit's leg off, do you think Metal Ones would do the job? Poor Jeremy Fisher, the frog. He's getting his legs cut off. They're out being Bye. cut off. I'm going to have to just, you know, make some inquiries to Ina Blyton's work. So, yeah. <laughs> cut well, the Slippy, legs off. Slippy, Slippy's legs ended up on a, on a French platter and... You got uh, Peppy's legs ended up as just some sort of trinket for some hippie or something. I don't know. <laughs> or some dog food. That too. That too. <laughs> the thing is, this game though, like, yeah, the the 360 ones, yeah, it's difficult. And essentially, yeah, you have to find yourself having to do the loop-de-loop or you coming back on yourself many times. And it can be a little bit annoying. But realistically, if you were in a dogfight, that's what it's going to be like. It's that it's a bit of sense of realism. Is it? Yeah, it probably would be like that. Well, as close as it could be, you know, especially for an arcadey game like Star Fox sixty four. I think they did did a did do a really good job. It's just yeah, there are times where it's a little bit irritating, but again, that's part of the challenge. And once you learn how to properly take things out, 
it's it's not that bad. No, it's not that bad. And I think had the whole game been that, I think people wouldn't have liked it so much. But because it was only kind of sprinkled in, and you could basically barely do it if you wanted to, you could take a path that you barely did it if you wanted, mm-hmm. and you could do the whole, you know, the normal rail, the whole practically the whole way until you get to Andros. I think. I don't think. I, you don't, even... I think you have to do at least one three sixty battle. Do you have to do? I know somewhere. there's there. Are, there are, there, every route has yeah I suppose because every route has one because um, even like on the hardest levels they have one but I just thought that's the thing getting to those hardest routes the game doesn't really tell you what you need to do it gives you little hints but it doesn't yeah. tell you per se so if you want to like there's one of them where you have to go it's like a water level like it's you, you above water and you have to kind of go through like rock um, hoops basically and if you go yeah, through the all level, the rock yeah. hoops you basically do all that, then you can go forward on a path. It's like, wow, okay, fair enough. And there's one we've got to shoot. I think it's with Cat, and you have to shoot all the, the guard pillars or something like that. Do that, you carry on. Don't, you go down a level. I was like, okay, wow, okay. And that can massively change your playthrough. Yeah, you're talking about the the spotlights. in the Yeah, like, yeah, the spotlight. Uh, that's yeah. the one, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And... That's that's one of the good things I love about Star Fox 64 is all the routes and just how easily accessible they are. They're not so secretive. I think, and I might be remembering this wrong, but like in, in the Super Nintendo version, the, the original Star Fox, the alternate routes were far more locked away, a lot more uh, cryptic in how you access them. Here in Star Fox 64, Lilat Wars, it's not the same. It's it's You just have to find natural things to do, and you're going to find your way to these alternate routes, and I think that's really cool. I know, I, I, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Thought it was great. And, you know, you could play for hours. And then even once you've, you know, you've done that, you've done all the routes, then you want to go get the medals. Did you manage to get all those medals when you were a kid? A teenager? When I was a kid, yes. Uh, now as an adult, I, I, now that you mentioned it, I remember it. But now as an adult, like, I don't even remember getting the medals. How do, how do you get the medals? So you've got to, every enemy, every level has a kill count. You've got to reach the kill count. And you've got to keep all your pilots alive. Okay. I think, so, yeah. I was able to do that count. as a kid. Definitely can't do that so now. You can't. So basically, say there's like an enemy, there's like three enemies in a row, right? You can't just go pop, pop, pop. You've got to um, use your your hold on attack, charging attack, and use that to get the middle one. And then basically that'll get you an extra point for killing them. Yeah, I was really good at that as as a kid, and I could not do that for shit on this run through my my entire homing attack. So what, what you're talking about is like you have your normal laser blast if you just tap mm-hmm. A, but if you hold it down, uh, much like Panzer Dragoon, by the way. Yes, uh, you you can hold it down. You can home onto an enemy, and it will lock on. It will fire uh, a blast that can kill multiple enemies within the range of that blast. And if you take advantage of that, yeah, you get that medal and you get bonus points. And then, so the whole thing is, and that's that can be the frustrating thing because if you miss your target, so you could be like on the the hot one of the hardest levels, and it's taking you like forty minutes to get there, but you don't get a retry. You can't level stop. You've got to. This is you get one go, and then you're restarting the whole game again. It's like fuck. Better get this yeah. right. Oh, by the way, can I say fuck the submarine level? I didn't like the submarine level. The blue lagoon was it called? Fuck that. Yeah. Yeah, I, know, I, I, go ahead. They were meant to put more levels in. Uh, yeah, I was wondering if they had like a battle tank level. I couldn't remember if that was in this one or not. It didn't counter this playthrough, but like they wanted to do more things, kind of like what they do with Star Fox Two, right? Yeah. So the in so that there is there is the battle tank is in this one the rover. Okay. I think it was called. Um, I so it was, the Blue Lagoon. Sure. They wanted to do more sea levels. But they realized it was too... They, they couldn't do as much as they, they wanted to. Because to even do that, water level was hard enough. And later on, there's um, a Falco line, he says, like, basically everything's falling apart. And that's in reference to the fact that they could not do it because the console could not do it. Yeah, you could tell that, too. I mean, graphically, going back to it, it looks like shit. Yes. Uh, I'm sure it looked great when I when I was a kid. But, like, nowadays, you can tell... That the console was struggling during that level. Uh, I just couldn't see shit. Uh, launching torpedoes is difficult. I'm talking like today, but I do remember being really good at that level 
when I was a kid and loving it when I was a kid. But today, I just can't do it, man. I wouldn't no. want more of them. I'd throw it down. I would not come back to this game if they want. If they forced me to play more of them. No, I, I, you know, water levels always suck. They do always have that habit. Yeah. But I just did not enjoy that level. I didn't really enjoy the rover too much just because it was so fucking rumbly. And I just wanted to play more. But I just wanted to get back in my plane. I was like, let me back in the plane, please. Like, now, did you play this on a, on original hardware? Or did you play it on one of the virtual console releases or the 3DS? original? Original. Okay. I, I played both. I did play both. I did play the 3DS. That was just for nostalgia when it because I managed to obtain it through non necessarily legal channels. But the um, best way. I the best way. The, the best way, uh, of course. And no, I, I played it the original, and I did everything. Do you know what though? I don't think I meddled everything on hard mode. I mustn't mm. have, because if I don't know if you knew, if you meddle everything, you get hard mode. You meddle everything again on that, you get the characters like Slippy, Cloud, Falco, and Peppy. You can basically use them on the multiplayer just as them walking around. Oh, that's cool. Because I do With remember the, the multiplayer actually being pretty fun. Oh, I hated the multiplayer. I hated it. <laughs> I thought this is fucking shit. Shit maps. And if you're not playing with people who aren't as good, it's like, I'm just going to kill you. I'm just going to annihilate you. And this is shit. But isn't that the same for every game, like every shooter that has multiplayer? Like, if if I am with a bunch of people who are much better than me, I'm just going to get mauled. That's okay, just yeah, how, it, how it is. Yeah, 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 you're right. That is, there is some truth to that. But the only, the only variant of this, right, okay, let's compare it to Mario Kart and GoldenEye. They're sure. more likely to have Goldeneye. They're more likely to have Mario Kart. They're less likely to have Lilith Wars. That's not true. That's that, that is, is true. absolutely that is, not true. That's fucking true. I I can go through a panel of all my mates growing up, and none of them had it. Okay, maybe because when I grew up, they all had Star Fox. Uh, there we go. I mean, we maybe. all had Goldeneye. We all had Goldeneye and Mario Kart as well. But I will say this: like. Goldeneye and Star Fox are kind of the same concept, right? Because if I'm not playing a bunch of multiplayer, I'm going to get destroyed by my friends who are playing multiplayer and do like the arena fights because that's what multiplayer is. But if mm. I go to Mario Kart 64, like the the rubber banding in that game does provide a lot of advantages to people who don't play that game as often as someone who does. True, true. But I will say with Goldeneye, they have lo- lovely design maps. Great fun. Lilith Wars has these shit yeah. maps. Fucking sh- It's literally oh, yes. as if a toddler yeah. built them. They're not really That's... maps. It's just the arena fights, right? Yeah. Yeah, they are. That's yeah. they are. They are. They're just arena maps. It's like literally some kid with Lego. Like, okay, I'm not a developer, so I shouldn't really be shitting too much. You know, be careful, throw glass stones. But it's like, fuck, this is boring. Like, wouldn't it be good? Wouldn't it? And the console wouldn't have been able to handle it if you could do four player doing the mate, like, level, the levels. Are you, are you speaking more co-op or because like I I remember How, multiplayer now I might be I may be completely no the, gone the here. multiplayer the multiplayer was like you basically killing each other right yeah but how I good thought you could do four it, player yeah you could do four player multiplayer as in against each other but you couldn't do four yeah. player co-op as in like one oh. of you takes yeah one of you takes Peppy one of you takes Falco and you do the main story how fucking good would that be dude I'm surprised Nintendo hasn't done that already. That yep. would be amazing if you had them on four different paths and they converge and you're affecting each other's playthroughs. Man, like, where is that game? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're getting See? me hyped, man. You're getting me now hyped. Now, imagine that, right? Imagine, right, basically, if, say, again, 15 levels, right? Yeah. Well, basically, each one has its own different path. So if you were Slippy, you this is how your game would look. Does that make sense? It would look a little bit, yeah. maybe slightly different. Or you could keep it this because uh, you, you couldn't keep it this, the exact same because it would get too convoluted if everyone's on the same path. But maybe there's a slight little difference in your path, so you can kind of. So, for example, you just see them cross each other. Yeah, and you could do it by skill level too. So if you have a variance of skills amongst your friends, like Falco could be hard, Slippy could be easy, Peppy could be medium with like essentially the same difficulty as Fox. Correct. This could work, dude. How good would a four-player mode be? Keep it as rail shooters, but then you could do it three sixty. So if you've got to fight Team Wolf, yeah, you got, and you're all basically you you know they basically because you the Wolf would go after the Cloud, the Pigman would go after Peppy, and so on. Imagine that it would oh, dude. be fucking incredible. You're making me fucking wet, man. You need to stop. I'm, 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 I'm 
look, I'm putting it out there because this this franchise has been dead for years. No one wants to seem to play with it. But if you kept it as a rail shooter, I don't understand why they couldn't do it. I really no, can't. I, that's a phenomenal idea. I'm still shocked. I'm shocked no one's really taken advantage of that idea. Maybe they have. I just don't know what the game is. But that sounds that sounds like a lot of fun. Oh, I'd play it every day. If I if I if I could play with a few mates or just go online yeah. and have actual people to play this with and actually feel I was part of a team, it'd be fucking incredible. Like absolutely the tits. If I could, if they said, "All right, we're remaking, we're remaking Lala Wars," but there's going to be f- fifteen levels with four different paths for each character, but Cloud is the one who dict. Sorry, Fox is the one who dictates the direction you go in. Yeah. So if Fox yeah, does his bit, you follow Fox's path. Yeah, he would have like the the overall vote. Like everyone could probably vote on it, and they can move forward. Yeah, you know, he basically so it'd be if he did the secret objectives, but there could be ones where you all have to do part of the objective. It could be all four of you have got to do it, or you don't move forward into this particular yeah. path. Yeah, especially with online co-op. Yeah, you're onto something, dude. Mm-hmm. Just saying, you know, it may be half six in the morning here, but I'm a bit of a genius. Like, it <laughs> sounds like it. this is this is why you don't drink at six in the morning either because this is do you know what i didn't even have a drink last night and i was gutted i literally got into rolled in from where a comedy gig i was at half 10 straight to bed because i knew it was up at stupid time and yeah yeah, and now i'm just coming up with these genes i'm gonna put this on the twitter later and just say uh, watch everyone go we it's either gonna go everyone's gonna ignore it or everyone's gonna go fuck that is what what why do we do that because that'd be fucking tits that'd be fucking tits well, drink some twoies for me, dude. Oh, I've got a twoies. I've got a twoies saved up from yesterday. Literally left me footy game or my soccer game. Took it in the bag. I'll, I'll have that bastard later. Nice. So that, that's my Sunday, so, my Sunday drink. So I gotta ask, how do you how do you play with your controls, man? Do you invert the the? Do you play it like with yes, the, uh, the fall controls? Yes. Uh, up is down, down is up. Oh, I do too. Correct. I do too. Yeah. I've Which been is doing weird. That shit for years, ever since yeah. I think Lilac Wars was the first one of its type I played. So I think yeah, I did. I did do it like that, um, and I've done it ever since. Ever since. So it's weird, man, because when I go back and try to play games like Panzer Dragoon and Panzer Dragoon's Vi, I need to have up is up and down is down in order to play it right. But then when mm-hmm. I go to a game like Star Fox, I need to have it inverted. Because I, I, it, it's like an airplane, and that's how you control airplanes, and that just Correct. makes sense to me. And I, I don't yeah. know why. I don't know why it works here for me when it, every other game it just doesn't. Oh, it's oh, I've, every game I always play is inverted. And I remember I was using what was this system where the first ever virtual reality one that I can't remember what it was called, um, and they were they were really pushing it before P VR PlayStation came out. Oh, it'll come to me the name uh, of it. I mean, um, Sega Sega tried it. And no, no, no. It was more recent. It was where they actually they actually got it to work. So there was VR, like PlayStation VR, yeah. but it was the one before them. And it will, will come to me the name. And I was trying it out. It was only a few years ago. And I was trying it out, and I was playing like a Lilac Wars sort of game. Like, you know, you had your own ship. and But the controls were inverted. So up was up and down was down. And holy shit, trying to play that, I felt so sick. Is that the Oculus? The Oculus, that's the one. There we yeah. go. Yeah, I was playing that, and I was felt so sick after. I was sick the whole day um, because I could not get the the thing right, and because I was like, "Oh, I'm meant to be going up. No, I'm going down. Oh, my head, my head couldn't take it. I was like, "Fuck!" <laughs> oh, but then, then it got worse because I, when I was just looking at the world, you know, around, it, I was like, "Wow, this is looking really good. Looking up and down, I was getting laughs. Like, why are people laughing at me?" And then it turned out that there was like a small child, probably about nine years old, standing next to me, and I was looking her up and down. <laughs> and I was like, ooh, that's very like, disturbing. <laughs> yeah, I was going, wow, this is this looks great. This is amazing. I was like, whoa, Jeffrey Epstein yeah. level here. I was like, whoo, whoo, whoo. Nonsense adventures, man. <laughs> the that's what the game was called. The adventures. Nonsense adventures. adventures. <laughs> yes, the, the adventures of Prince Andrew, the nonce adventures. <laughs> <laughs> the nonce saga. <laughs> yeah, he, he's part one. Then you've got number two's Jimmy Savile, then number three's Jepsy Epstein. Fucking oh, <laughs> see, see, you come to this show for talk about video games and we're talking about Prince Andrew and the nonce saga. <laughs> 
<laughs> fucking Nazis, fuck them. <laughs> it's a burp. And, right, going back to the Star Fox and Lilith Wars, did you ever play any of the other games apart from the, the DS one? Because I didn't. I mean, I played the original. Uh, I had the original pretty much on day one because, like, the, the FX chip and the whole entire yeah. 3D effect, you, you had to play that. Uh, I I haven't played any of them since, and I have them, and I feel bad because I do have all of them. I have Star Fox Adventures and Assault and Zero and, and Command, but it's just like I haven't had really any sort of motivation to play anything beyond Star Fox 64, and I think just that's just because Star Fox 64 got everything right. You, you really yeah. can't improve on perfection. And that's what makes me think, it's like, is that what is... Because I've never played the other one, so I can't, you know, give a comment to them, but... Is it the reason why the franchise isn't working? Is because they're just trying two different different things and not just sticking it to making it a rail shooter and keeping it as that. Yeah, uh, and rail shooters just—they're not in fashion right now, and I can understand why. Because who wants to spend seventy dollars on an hour and a half game? I, I get it, but I think that if Nintendo did do that and they made Star Fox a twenty-dollar game for everyone to play, I think people would pick it up and they would pick it up in droves. Oh, I think they would, and I 100% agree. I think people now want, like, open world's the thing, isn't it? Everything's got to be a fucking open world game at the moment. Mm-hmm. Sonic open world, Pokemon open... Okay, I can't comment on Pokemon, but I love that Pokemon. But everything's got to be a fucking open world game. And I agree, if it's not... If it's you finish a game in an hour and a half, you're like, what the fuck? This is yeah. ridiculous. But do what I... Do what you know, make it $20. R- make it a four-player game with co-op. You watch that I fly. Think, yeah. You watch that legendary. Just give it legendary. And as Adam says, and you know, hate to quote the bastard, but give it to somebody. Nintendo aren't going to do anything with it. Give it to somebody. Let's see what they can do with it. Give it to Namco. Hey, Namco make good games, but they'll make it. They'll make it Dark Souls. Oh no, No, they're not Namco. No, No, that's from software. But they'll. they'll, Oh no, no Namco involved. Namco, I'm sure they're involved, Namco Bandai, in some way in Dark Souls. So they'll probably get From Software on it to get involved. They published it. But, I mean, if yeah. you give it to Namco, if you get to Namco, because they made Star Fox Assault, and that was the last time it was really more of a rail shooter. And you could take their Ace Combat engine, and you could work from there. Yeah, exactly. I don't see I don't see what the problem is here. Just use it. And I, I want to see... I've always want to see Star Fox back. And it's crazy because he's considered a pillar of the gaming community. And, like, you know, he's, like, one of the staples in, like, Smash Brothers. And he will continue to be so. Yet he doesn't get have games. It's like uh, Captain Falcon, same principle. I think he's a pillar of the retro gaming community. I don't, like, the, the gaming community itself, I think, has moved on past... Star Fox, unfortunately, no, uh, just because there hasn't that. been a game. I know, I know. It's it's, it's true, difficult though. to say, but it's true. Uh, people have moved past Star Fox and F Zero, but that's why Nintendo needs to make them again. They need to make them pillars again, or they're they're just going to be people who say like "Fire" in fucking <laughs> Smash Brothers, and that's all they're going to know them for, man. You know what? That's just made me link. Have you seen? Uh, this is the thing. Going off topic a little bit, but have you seen on YouTube the guy who makes like something? There's something wrong with. And yes. He. The the the. Is that what we're on about there? There. Yeah. And he's just little clicks. I was like, "Fuck me, that's hilarious." Little yeah, I fox, love those videos. Just the fox. Just. <laughs> <laughs> like, if anyone wants to know, like, a summarize this game. Just go to something wrong with Star Fox or Lilith Wars. Jesus Christ, it is one of the funniest things. And he's only just released it. It is one of the funniest things you've ever seen. And it's just literally Fox going, hi-ya, the whole time, destroying shit. I was like, this is superb. I might have to watch it again when I'm in bed. Those videos are so good. Yeah, I love them. And it's just more in Star Fox, but they're so phenomenal. Oh, they're brilliant. And the thing is, like, we've not even talked about, like, bosses, but I don't think we, you know, we really need to because I want people to experience them for the first time. Like, the bosses are easy. but Too easy. I just the, yeah, I just love the gameplay. I just loved it all. I loved the world. I love everything it built. I want, I want more of it. I do. I want, I want to see it back. Yeah, I, I think that's, we're well overdue for a straight rail shooter Star Fox game. Even if the bosses themselves were, were relatively easy, there were times that they are quite clever. But once you figure them out, it, it kind of takes away the surprise of it. So, um, yeah, we just want to shoot shit and blow shit up with our blasts and bombs and everything like that. And I Omega can, bombs. I'm ready for it. Oh, yeah. 
Absolutely, dude. It's like, I've got a nuke. I'm just going to fire this and not worry about any of the consequences of this. Do you know what, though? The first one is like on Cortina or something like that. It's like, we're going to blow shit. We're going to blow shit up with this mega bomb. Don't worry about the bill. Don't worry about the random people who might be on this. Fuck it, mega bomb. But they give you a bill at the end of the game. They give you an invoice for all the damage you've done. They're like, eh, here's what you gotta pay, but it was worth it, right? Like, no, no, it's the other way around. It's what they owe oh, you. Is it? Yeah. Oh. It, it's your bill. I thought it was the other way around. It's like, hey, nah, this nah, is what it's we, your bill. This is damages. Okay. Sweet. I'm poor. If that's all, <laughs> that's all they're paying me. Yeah, they. they yeah, I'm they sure back in 1998 it was good. Well, here we go. Then what they did, right? So you got your score. Then they times it by 64, and that was your bill. That's how much you oh, got paid. That's cute. I was like, oh, a little reference there. It's quite cute. 64. Because you've got to put it in, haven't you? 64. <laughs> well, look, if you act, because I've gone through this game to fuck. And have you got anything else we need to add before we wrap it up? No, nah, man. I, but I think you, you're hitting the nail on the head here. We need to see, see another Star Fox. We need to see it soon. And there's plenty of innovative and fun ways you can make a new one. Like you described something that I would pick up day one with four-player co-op. It's It's so rich to do. And I don't think Star Fox has been as good since 64. Uh, not no. because they haven't tried, but just because it's just it hasn't been. So this is the apex, I think, of rail shooters, period. As much as I do love my Panzer Dragoon sagas, as much as I do love um, a lot of other rail shooters or, or light gun shooters, this is, this is where everything's at. This is the height of the rail shooter, uh, arcade kind of flight sim... Not flight simulator, but arcade flight games. Star Fox 64 is a gem, and everyone should go out and play it. 100 percent i i agree with that we need to see it and whether we will i don't know only time's gonna tell isn't it i suppose maybe you know when they start putting these games on the network and see if people download them that's gonna be basically it but i think people's mindset has gone well you know you know half an hour to an hour and a half game that's not long enough not realizing there is a gem underneath and it's about replayability it's about going back and doing it again that's what the whole point of this thing is it's not just one quick done see you later Go and do it again. Do it again. Get good. Do it again. And you get that's where you get the most out of this game. So if you had to score this on the original out of 10, what would you do it? I'd give it a, I'd give it a 9. Solid 9. Yeah, agreed. Solid 9. Agreed. I would give it a 10 if it wasn't for the fucking um, shit multiplayer and for the fucking submarine. Everything else, 9. Solid. Yeah, because you don't have to play a submarine. You could find the path that works for you. Correct. And you don't have to do that. Last the entire time. Yeah. And there we go. That's what I said. You go play it again because you don't have to do that route. You could do something else. If you don't want to do big dog fights. You can go different routes and do the lesser dog fights. All up yep. to you. Have your own fun. It's great with the con- with the controller stuck up your ass, <laughs> rumbling. <laughs> rumbling oh, oh i'm gonna go for if you've got a rumble pack send me one send me one and i'll send you photos with me rumbling <laughs> not with clothes on or with clothes on oh god with clothes on i want this channel to survive <laughs> all right my friend thank you very much for coming on again it's always a pleasure having you on and hopefully you know maybe in the future we'll be doing the re- if this right if they get a new one and it comes on we're just gonna cover it fuck retro shit we're doing it straight away let's do it i'm down Hell yeah, and thanks for having me, dude. This was a, a joy as it was last time. I'm look, looking forward to having more awesome recordings here, man. Thanks again. And that was episode 19 of Lilac Wars. I really hoped you all had a good time. Thank you very much to everyone who stayed and listened to the whole thing. Thank you very much, Chris, for listening as well. My name has been Danny. And until next week, you all take care of yourself, and I'll see you all then. Bye-bye.